Thompson face. Nigga. What's happening? Hold on. Before we do anything, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, all right. Yeah, I'm glad you played that. All right, all right. What was that? All right, all right. We're going to get into that later. What's happening? What's happening? It's been a minute. It's been a minute. You you give me false times when you want to record, and then you ditch. That is a lie, ladies and gentlemen. Minute. That is a lie. <sighs> How you that been? What's, what's, what's new? What's different? I don't know, yo. I feel like a lot has happened. A lot is happening. It's a lot to get into. I feel great, though, me personally. I'm waiting for my food to get here. I'm a little oh, bit hungry. Must be nice. I hope you ordered me something. No, nah, I did not. I did not. Are you in Yonkers right now? Come on, man. Don't be, don't be disclosing my location. Pin your location. Don't don't be disclosing my my location. <laughs> I, I, feds watching. I don't, I don't need people rolling up. <laughs> Ain't nobody watching you, boy. You listen, listen, listen. You'd be surprised. Yes, I am in Yonkers. Um, the beauty of technology that we don't have to be in the same place and still have audio quality that sounds as if we were. I'm in Brooklyn, by the way, if anybody cares. I don't think they do. Uh, I no, think they you. do. I no. think they do. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Brooklyn! You, you're so lucky. I spent majority of my life in Brooklyn. Exactly. There's no way you can even go against... I, I have not, and I'm not okay, going Exactly. To. Okay. No, I was going to say, you're just lucky that I spent my life <laughs> in Brooklyn. So what's happening with you? Um... I'm not going to lie. I thought we were just going to do a whole podcast to get this off your chest because I felt like it was a slow week. And boy, did it pick up. Picked up. Uh, I guess we haven't done this in a while. Uh, quick, Warriors, your w, uh, NBA W, your NBA champion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your NBA champions, LeBron got the broom. Oh, everyone cried. Pull a foul. Um, I did say that that Friday. And I, I don't think much people disagreed. Um, I do think we agreed too much on this podcast, though. I'm going to have to start shaking some things up. All right. I, I have a feeling that because you opened up with that boss, that was boss, right? That boss track. I do have a feeling that that topic will put us on the opposite ends of the spectrum. No, no, no. Watch, watch, watch how it comes back. Watch how it comes back. That was eight. Okay. Watch how it comes back. Watch how it comes back. Let me, let me, let me just speed through this. So they lose. We have the NBA offseason, and it starts with Kawhi. Kawhi saying, oh, I want out of San Ann. You know, Kawhi just wants to be the sixth man on an expansion team so bad. He don't Is that want what you no- think? He don't want no pressure. He don't want like you want a ring. You want an MVP with Pop. I don't. I don't know what happened while he was there, but for him to say that he wants out and he wants to go someplace else, eh, 
I get everybody's unhappy. I'm unhappy at my job nine times out of ten. But hey, you suck it up and you do what you got to do. It's not like if I was being completely mistreated at my job and being like, you know what, I want out. That's different. Yeah. I, I, I got sick days. I got vacation days. They pay me every other week. So <laughs> <laughs> kind of works. I, I really don't got no complaints. <laughs> um, but I feel like Kawhi, because it's not a money thing. Um, I was seeing that he still drives the same. That Tahoe. 90, like, yeah. Bruh, come on. It ain't so nothing it for you to spend 80000 on a brand new Tahoe. Like, that ain't, that's not balling out. That's just, you know, being smart. Like, buy you a new whip. But so Andrew Luck was the same person that had a flip phone and was just saying, and Andrew Luck got paid. And his thing was, I don't, I, like, I just felt like, it, I don't care about that type of stuff. So, so you got people like that who just don't care. Like, the money isn't the issue. Right. I think the happiness is probably uh, more. Uh, for him, but San- Texas ain't got no uh, no um no, no state tax. tax, yeah. And San Antonio would, I think he would be leaving like eighty million on the table, seventy or eighty if he left San Antonio. So yeah, about Damn. like obviously he's not about the money, but what about his camp, his uncle? Fam, if I was leaving two almost two hundred thirty million dollars on the table, they would have to be doing some real like I'd be like. You know what? I hate it here. It would but... have to be some real sinister, diabolical, stab you in the back type stuff for me to just walk away. He did say it, it got kind of uncomfortable for him after like Pop and Tony and Manu had come out publicly about like they were injured far worse than what Kawhi is dealing with and they don't really get why he's not playing. Um, I could see that a little bit, how that could, you know, kind of like throw a little, you know, a little a little curveball in in the locker room or whatever, but I don't know, yo. I feel like San Antonio is like a golden opportunity. He's like Greg Popovich is one of the, the greatest coaches of all time. Pop is invited to the cookout too. So Oh, he 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 definitely is coming and he don't even got to bring nothing. Yeah, you ain't got to bring that potato salad with the raisins in it. Just come through. Yeah. Matter of fact, white folk if a black person invites you to a cookout and they say it starts at three o'clock, don't show up at three o'clock because you're gonna be going making yeah, store runs. Come at like five thirty six. Pop, you invite them. I, I got a you and Unc, y'all can uh, go drink hen out the back of the trunk somewhere. <laughs> you, you invite it. No, no worries. Kawhi, because of his demeanor, if he had a problem with Tony and all of them, one. I'm surprised you you should have phone numbers or emails or something or pull up that you got the address. Yo, what's really good? Yeah, I remember when uh Kobe wanted out of L.A. Um, that one season when they had smush <laughs> smush Barker and the rest of the PAL league, and he was like, "Nah, fam, I'm uh, get me get out of me here. up out of here." I understand that, but then they surrounded him with pieces. I can understand if Kawhi didn't win and he was on his get yeah, me out of here. Yeah, you winning. Yeah, you winning. But it's safe to say that NBA uh, postseason or offseason is better than the postseason. Uh, just to see the excitement. Everybody's all, where should LeBron go? Um, 
And I'm a bit, I'm a bit torn. I don't know. I don't know if LeBron. Well, no, he shouldn't stay in Cleveland. Get out. Get out. Yeah, I was kind of torn between that. Should he stay in Cleveland or should he leave? But it doesn't look like he has a good enough relationship with the owner. Um, with him trading Kyrie and then coming out and saying that you know, that's what I wanted to do. So like, I'm gonna do it. Like, who cares about what LeBron thinks? And then getting rid of the GM. So it's like you can't really trust your bosses, your boss. Your heart is for that Northeast Ohio area. You got that kind of like dichotomy between where my heart is and what's really good for my basketball career. And I don't really see anybody coming to Cleveland like any of the big free agents out there like Boogie and Paul George, Chris Paul. I don't really see anybody coming to Cleveland, so I don't, I don't, I, I think, I don't think he can stay there. Like he has to, I think he has to go. But then, like, where do you go without being labeled a mercenary? What he, what he should not do, and this is just me talking as a fan. Um, people would say I'm, I'm, a, I'm the Skip Bayless for LeBron James, where I just can't stand anything that he does. That's not true. I just like LeBron's fans, and they uh, they come with a stigma alone because uh, it's either – and I wish JB, because he, he reached out to me about being on a podcast. I wish he was on this. Yeah, we need to get Jeffrey that. on here one day. But uh, I, I don't want him in L.A. in the Lakers uniform because I feel like, fam, you, you, you played yourself. If you put on a Lakers uniform – after Kobe's already done what he's done in L.A., for you to go and try to resurrect the Lakers organization, I would have a problem with that as a basketball fan. I don't, I don't mind him in the Clippers uniform. Him putting on purple and gold would bother me. Okay. It would bother me. And the reason why it would bother me is because you're having these comparisons to Mike, and mm-hmm. I believe... I think I saw you post this a long time ago, but or maybe you didn't because you're not really a Kobe fan. But Kobe's been kind of moved out of that equation of who's the GOAT. Right. Um, and for Kobe to do what he did in L.A. post-Shaq, uh, this, for LeBron to go there after the night battling each other, it would just seem extra whack to me. Okay. So that's my um, point. Like, where does LeBron go that is not, like, you can't go to Houston because it's like Houston was almost there. Like, if Chris Paul didn't get injured, they might have beaten Golden State. So they were, like, there already. So it was like you're jumping on the bandwagon just to try to get rid of Golden State because you really can't do it on your own because you're 3-1 and one versus Golden State. And then, like, think- Philly, they kind of already have, like, that young thing, trust the process. They're up and coming. Do you go there without looking like, you know what I mean? Like, where does LeBron go that is not corny? Anywhere in the East. Because if he goes in the West, and I say this not as a hater, but if he goes to the West, there's no way he's ever getting past Golden State. I don't care what team he's on. Yeah, because never... even if he goes to Houston, Houston has to blow up everything just to get him there. So it's not. Yeah. it'll just be like him, James, and Chris. And then Chris is not really, like, reliable because he has that injury thing going. Um, so it was like, yeah, what like Houston probably doesn't even get past 
uh, Golden State with just the three of them. But not even that. The West is so much more difficult than the East. He goes to the West. I don't even think he makes it to Golden State. Really? I don't think he makes it to Golden State um, if he's on the West. The reason why I say that is because let's say he joins the Spurs. There's some, let's say he just, scenario, he joins the Spurs, Kawhi's gone. Or they convince Kawhi to say he joins the Spurs. It's Kawhi, Aldridge, LeBron, aging Tony Parker, aging Manu Ginobili. Um, I don't see them beating a healthy Houston team if Houston stays together. Uh, Pelicans are actually on a come up if Boogie and AD stay healthy. I I, I see them being a a problem, and if Boogie stays, um, who else you got in the West that uh, can kind of challenge? That's really it. There's one more team. Maybe Utah. Like Like they they always seem to be in a conversation. Utah's. They might need like one more piece. Yeah, if they if Utah can get like a a a vet, but not like an aging vet that just wants to take the take the minimum and sit on a bench, but somebody that can actually contribute, Utah'd be in a running for uh, four or five seed. Consistently, yeah, they might the need like another good scoring point guard that could come off the bench, like a good six man. I don't know what Utah, but I feel like they need one more. I'm not sure what that one more piece would be because they have good wing shooters. They got Gobert, as I call him. <laughs> yeah, he was lighting it up. <laughs> yeah, they got Gobert in the middle, Donovan, of course. Yeah, they need like one more piece, and they they'll be there. Um. Did- did you see the reports that Trevor wants 50 to 60? Trevor who? Ariza? <laughs> Bruh. The same Trevor Ariza that shot like 11% in, in that uh, Western Conference Finals? I would have. It, it let Trevor show up to one of my meetings. I'm playing him yeah. the last game of the Conference Finals. I'm going to say, you want 50, 60 off of this? No. Thanks for coming. Exactly. You can go to the locker room, get your stuff, and you know we'll <laughs> we'll see to it that you land somewhere decent. <laughs> Thanks for your services. Like, come on, Trevor. <laughs> yeah, that that's what they said, man. That he uh, he's looking for fifty sixty. When the draft is supposed to happen, uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm excited about what's gonna happen. Um, to see where these people go. I think LeBron's going to make people sweat it out. I don't see him making any moves right now. I think he waits after the draft. I think he waits to see what happens the very first day of free agency. Yeah, Who goes we, we have to come back June 29th, maybe at night or something, because that's the date that LeBron can either opt in, opt out, and then the summer's in a frenzy. I, I honestly... Matter of fact, we should do something on the 29th. After he decides what he's doing, we should Yeah. We should do something. Yeah. Cause that's the biggest sports story of the summer. Like what what happens with LeBron James? We get the World Cup and everything else, and it's what is LeBron James doing? Where will he spend the rest of his career? So I'm looking yeah. forward to that next week. Um 
Are you interested in the draft tomorrow? N- not really. Um, Me either. I, I want to know if Leangelo, like, I'm interested to see if Leangelo gets uh, drafted. Leangelo Ball. I I don't care about any of the balls. Shout um, out to the Ball family. I appreciate the entrepreneurship, but as far as basketball players go, I'm <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I don't care. <laughs> Just, I don't care. So I thought that I thought that was going to be a slow week because of that. Uh, we're going to have this conversation. Your man dropped 28 tracks in three weeks. Yeah. How many of those tracks are good? Keep it a buck. All right. So I've had some time to like, you know, digest everything. I don't know if I really like him and the Cuddy Cat collab. I don't, I don't know. I don't really get that one. It just feels like a yay album, like an extended yay album to me. Um, I obviously like all of Daytona, like every single track. I obviously like every single track of of Yay. So that's fourteen. That's fourteen, and I like. I would say like four of Nas's tracks. Is that a generous four or? Nah, that's a solid four. Hold on, let me pull up the track list. Why you do that? Because this is a conversation that does need to be had. Um, I said on this podcast that I wasn't going to listen to Kanye. Um, of course you couldn't keep to that word. No, hear me. I've stuck to that. I was going to say. Um, and you should see me doing the air quotes. I purchased <laughs> Kanye yesterday. And then I saw it was June Juneteenth. And I said, hell no, I ain't listening to no Kanye. On <laughs> so... I have still yet to listen to this Kanye album. Uh, they played it around me. I haven't necessarily listened to it myself. But from what I heard, 28 tracks. The Nas album. I'm going to get bashed for this, but I think there's about three songs of that Nas album that I actually like. Yeah, so I like four. It's not for radio. Cop shot the kid. Everything and simple things. I'm gonna go ahead and say that I'm not really a Nas fan. The album piqued my interest, obviously, because Kanye was the executive producer. Normally, I'm not downloading a Nas album. He's just not like it's just not my cup of tea. It's my food. I hope he gives you an upcharge. Just putting that out there. Hope he upcharges you. <laughs> 28 tracks. The conversation needs to be had. Um, when you hear Kanye West producing Nas album, if you're a Nas fan, you're like, oh, this is what we wanted. This is what we were waiting for. Somebody with an air to executive produce a Nas album. Um... I was a little underwhelmed with the production. I have to revisit Daytona to see what the production was on Daytona. The Cuddy Kanye, I don't really care for because I don't care for Cuddy. Um, but I. Yo, yo. That was nothing but a sandwich break. Happens in show business all the time. <laughs> Happens all the time. 
My bad, people. Uh, All right, so the last thing I heard was you had to revisit Daytona. I have to revisit Daytona because everybody keeps saying that the production's so amazing on Daytona and where I like Push It a Rapper, I haven't listened to the uh, beats on Daytona. But I'm going to go back and listen to that. But out of the 28 tracks, I was saying, uh, when you hear Nas's album being produced by Kanye West, you automatically start thinking of, oh, what could be. Mm-hmm. You have the oh, this is what's this is what's needed. How is that going to sound? What's that going to sound like? And I don't know. Um, I give Kanye credit for trying to do everybody's albums, but. <laughs> There's seven tracks long, and when I when I say I give him credit, I think back to Manny Fresh, who used to do all the Cash Money's records, and they used to be minimum 15, 20 songs. Yeah, that's trash. So for Ye to say, "Oh, well, I'm doing, I'm producing, I'm producing everybody's music," I get that. I wouldn't timestamps on them and saying, "Oh, they're coming out this time uh, with these dates." Um, but Nas, first there was the you know the delay in the album coming out. People were clowning Nas, saying, <laughs> you know how to upload it. And look how this comes back to what we played in the beginning. Nas album drops on Friday. Jay and Beyonce, as petty as they are, drop on Saturday. They drop some trash on Saturday. Don't do that. That's how you gotta say it. Don't do that. Call a spade a spade, Corey. I, I've heard a lot of people say that that uh, Jay Beyonce album was kind of trash. I don't know what y'all listened to. Kind of? Bro. I don't know what y'all listened to. And the people that think it's trash are probably agreeing with you yelling at their phones. It is trash. It is trash. Shut it. Shut it. It's like Magna Carta. Nah. With some, with nah. some, with some Beyonce being like a trap chick or some like who was this Beyonce first of all because from my understanding Beyonce was like the princess of R and B she's like this well kept dainty little thing that you know Matthew and Tina kept out of trouble and you know she married Jay and then it's like the major couple of, of hip-hop and R&B, and, and now all of a sudden she's like street and hood and what? No, boo. And I love Beyonce. Let's just get that clear. But I was just totally confused. Like, okay, where'd she come from? Disclaimer, the thoughts and views expressed are those solely of Melisa's so beehive. If you are listening, keep away Don't from Don't come at me with those Hollywood. bee emojis. Um. Yes, thoughts and views solely expressed are those of Melissa's. Continue. Tell me, you rock with that Beyonce? I'm gonna tell you something. And I, I said this yesterday. I probably could have did a little less Beyonce on the Yeah, time. like she just throws the whole thing off. It's like, but. And all right, let me preface this by saying. I am a Jay-Z stan. I'm going to say stan because I am. I'm a stan. Um, But I can admit when Jay-Z doesn't have a good showing, i.e. Kingdom Come. 
I like Kingdom Come. When you go back and listen to it, the rapping is there, but it just grown man bars. It it was a start of the grown man bars, but I don't think people had the ear to listen to it at that time. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put it as his best album. Um, Blueprint Three, while I like it, I wouldn't put that in the conversation as his best album. But I'm saying this to say that I'm objective when it comes to Jay Z. I can be objective when it comes to Jay Z. I can listen from the stand standpoint and be like, "Oh, this is the greatest thing ever." And then I can listen and be like, "My man, you said cake, 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 cake in a bar," and I'm still trying to forgive you for Magna Carta. But Jay Z four 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 and Jay Z everything is love. He's talking about a lot of stuff that might have been we maybe we had conversations uh private conversations about certain stuff but people have been saying for years y'all not really bros y'all keep saying that yo by the way don't nobody else bro me for the rest of my life man <laughs> if we if we ain't really bros Jaden Turk changed my whole perspective don't nobody bro me for the rest of my life if we ain't really cool like that because y'all do be fake growing a whole lot of people. That's a fact. But the friendship, let's talk about the friendship record where he talked through Kanye West. He did. I'm a fan of what Jay-Z is addressing on this particular album. I may not be a fan of Trap Beyonce. But I'm a fan of what Jay-Z's addressing. Um, I get it. The album's called The Carter, so I'm sure people were expecting more conversation like they had on um, Happy and Love, where they were pretty much talking through what happened. And I saw this online, and I think this is kind of true. Someone said Jay-Z's actually living in hell, because he... <laughs> He got caught cheating, and this is his punishment. <laughs> he got to take the pictures. He got to do the tour. And they were like, imagine you get... can't even go to work by yourself. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, <laughs> when, you, when you look at it, it's like, yeah, he did say he had to move his family to L.A. because of everything that happened. But to that friendship song, when he's talking to Kanye pretty much saying, yo, me and my wife had an issue, and I ain't even leaving the house if we ain't good. You could probably uncover that a different way. I mean, that was a nice nice line. Um, nice line, but I think there was more to that. I think uh, B found out who the girl was right before the wedding, and found out that the girl was probably going to be at the wedding, and Mixing alcohol with that type of information might not be the best. So that's my conspiracy theory, is that no, it wasn't because they were beefing. I think it was way too hot around Kanye's wedding. And old girl was probably there. And Beyonce was like, nigga, I'll be damned if I'm going to let you go. (laughs) So, I mean, I, I understand that. Um, my standout track since you don't necessarily like the album. My no, I do track. like I do like Friends. I like Friends. 
I like Ape Shit. I like Boss. I like Black Effect. What about 713? No. What? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. All right. All right. So that's what? Four out of what? Nine? It was nine tracks? Ten tracks? Ten tracks. Salute. 40%. All right. I like 40% of that surprise garbage. And why he do that to Nas, though? I thought him and Nas was cool. Like, why are you going to do that? Like, why are you going to do that to Nas? I love people being petty because I'm a petty person myself, and that was completely petty. I think it was petty to Kanye. He was so happy about all these projects. Nas came out, and people forgot Nas even dropped the album. And it literally Nas was out. better than Everything Is Love, though. Stop it. No, that's a fact, Jack. Stop it. Stop it. If you take the bars that... Okay, let's eliminate Beyonce from... <laughs> The album, <laughs> and not in the negative sense. This is this is. It's the Carters. You can't. It's the both you of them can't. together. I'm I'm not. Nope. Accepting this punishment. It's a package album. deal. Whatever. We're not gonna break down this album by marginalizing Beyonce and just focusing on Jay Z's bars. No. Whoa. They came together. Beyonce had bars too. If that's no, what we, no, we're no, gonna no. talk about. No. 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 She had bars too, and production-wise, no. um, the production hardest wise, track on. I was about to say the hardest track on Nas' album and the hardest track on every the track album. on Nas' album was hard. You just said you like four songs out of, off the album, but now every track is hard. No, every track is hard. That don't mean I like the totality of it, but the is tracks... it Ishi Wally or is it One Mike? <laughs> I don't care about Nas. Like I'm not a Nas fan. Is it Black but Girl it was, Lost or Shorty Oh You But it was better than Everything Is Love. No. That was some surprise doo-doo. They should have kept that until the end of the tour. Thoughts and views expressed on the I Beyonce. I also think, yeah, you can go ahead. Those, send me the B emojis. Send yeah, me the B emojis. She wants all the smoke. I do not. Um, I don't know what y'all think is good. I personally, I'm not saying it was uh, uh, the greatest album of all time. I think it's cool. Quan told me that was the best album I would hear all year. Quan, uh, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, Quan, and this is before I even heard it. So I'm like, there's a lot of great albums that dropped this year. I'm still rocking with um, Royce, The Book of Ryan. That's really one of the top albums this year. That. Nipsey. Nipsey, like, really? Shout out to Quan. But that, no, come on. You can't say, like, you can't say anything like that. Um, I wouldn't say the best album this year. Um, I wouldn't even put it in that conversation. I think it's good for the timing in which it came out and the excitement. Um, let me put on my objective glasses here. The album itself is not a masterpiece. I mean, people were waiting for a Jay Beyonce album for a long time. It's a good album. Good isn't great. Great isn't classic. It's a good album. Okay. I can accept that. Right? Are we, are we, are we, are we okay with that? It's a good album. Um, I will accept that from, from you. That's not my point of view. 
that's fine. Okay. That's fine. Just a little because bit. nowadays you have people saying good albums are classics. And that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, people toss around that classic genius also is another one that they just toss around very loosely these days. I don't think I've heard a classic this year. Uh, I don't know. What you think? Yeah, because the conversation, like I just said, good, great classic. Um, for every good album that we just named, well, no, let me not say it like that. For every album we named as far as albums of the year, the Royces, the Nipsey's, those are great albums. I don't know if I would put it in a classic category because for, for something for me, for something to be a classic, it has to stand the test of time. It has to right. have exactly playable value. It has to age well. Right. It's something that you can listen to. Blueprint is a classic album. Ready to Die is a classic album. People tell me that Nas joint. What is it? Illmatic. As it was written or something. I am. It was written. Yeah. I don't know. Illmatic, they say, is a classic album. Um, 50's first album, classic album. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of great albums this year, but we will have to see what happens next year. And that that was part of what I was saying last time with this microwave era where a music come a project comes out and then a week late week later something else comes out and then you forget about it. Then a week later something else comes out. Right. Um for you personally, how many times have you revisited albums that come out in the past four weeks? Just four week four weeks span. How many times have you went back outside of Daytona? Was it just a one listen thing and then the next album came out and you were off it or uh, I went back to Royce. That's the only one though. That's but that's weird. outside that four week time. Um, that four week. Yeah, I'm outside talking... that four week. For everything that dropped this year, it's been the four week rollout from Ye, and then Royce. And that's it. I haven't gone to anything from last year. Anything years prior. The the Cole album I I played for like two weeks. Um. Forgot about that Cole album. I don't know if I like that. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know if I really like that Cole. We we be so ready to call stuff not we as in us, but society be so ready to call stuff classic albums after giving it one listen that we don't we don't we don't have time we don't have time to spend time with the album. Right. I agree. There's so much rollout, like. It's a lot of stuff just coming out, coming out, coming out, coming out, coming out. You just caught up in the moment. I think that falls on fans. If if we demand more of the artists, we can stop this every week thing. Like let us live let us live <laughs> with an album. And yeah. This is coming from somebody that loved Heartbreak on a Full Moon, all sixty tracks that it was. I listened to it two hours of it and was like, oh, I'll play this again. I played this again. I listened to like four tracks on that album. You are disappointing me. It was and just that... so obnoxious of like 
Come on. Like, why would you release all those songs at one time? I couldn't get past just that. And I love Chris Brown. Break it up into segments. Stop it. I, I, I try. And it's just like, this is so stupid and obnoxious of you. My bad. You're in the car? Where we going? To get some air. It's hot as <laughs> hell outside. Uh, that's where we're going. Um, I listened to that album. Break it up into segments. Two hours long. 30 minutes there. Stop it. 30 minutes there. Stop it. You can, it's playable. This seven album, I hope this is not the trend going forward where we're putting out, and I, we said this last time, we're putting out this seven song EP and labeling it an album. Stop. Well, you can't even like play. 15 minutes for Grammy recognition, so. I I, I think it's trash. Uh, before we, while we're on the music conversation, uh, not going to spend a lot of time here, and I don't know what the uh, general perception is of the public, but I do want to say uh, rest in peace to the young man uh, XXX. I don't even know how to say How do you say his name? Tentacione. We don't call him X. Rest in peace to X. I'm not getting into the story. I don't care about his past. I just feel like when people when people do leave this earth, we should um, be respectful of absolutely not their past, but you know that they lost a life. Right. Um, he had a family, you know. Yeah, be respectful of that. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, I thought this was gonna be. Uh, Get it off your chest podcast um, because I still think that it was a slow week, but there was um, a lot of stuff that I feel like needs to be addressed. And let me let me jumpstart this get it off your chest by saying all of you niggas that videotape during service when people are praising Get on my nerve. I watch another Facebook Live, but everybody else in a deep break and y'all videotaping. I promise you. I'm gonna call Mark Zuckerberg and tell him you got child porn or something on your account. Are you on somebody's tape? Why are you mad about that? Do you understand how upsetting that is? If er okay. So let me paint the scenario for those that may not be in church and you think it's all theatrics, right? If I'm crying because something's been said that touches me and it's, it, it, hits, it hits close to home, if I'm crying, why do you have your camera out taping me crying? Well, like, I got something out of it. How come you not getting nothing out of it? Maybe it didn't hit them. Maybe it doesn't, like, resonate. Maybe that's not their story, you know. Granted, it's not your story, so that means you have to <laughs> you have to video <laughs> record me being affected by my story. Yeah, I think no, it's a little man. silly. Get you niggas out of here! All right, that's one. You got another one? I I, I got I have a ton. Hit me. 
You niggas that get on the train. I'm sorry. I, I haven't been on a train in quite some time. When I wrote it the other day, I said, this is exactly why I stopped riding the train. <laughs> you niggas that get on the train and stand right in the door and wait for it before it to close and be like, oh, this is not the train I need to get on. <laughs> you niggas going to get pushed on the track. You can't be out Look here assaulting train. people. Fam, they post the, what the train is on the outside of the train, inside the train. Why do you have to get on the train to realize? Oh wait, no, this isn't. This is, wait, this isn't the A train. No, nigga, no. <laughs> Y'all niggas get on my nerve. And then niggas, when it's rush hour, when you get on the train, and the niggas don't want to move inside the car, but they just want to stand at the door. Oh no. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a bevy of issues that you can have with the transit system. But you choose to pick on the people who confused about what train they're on and what direction they need to go in. What about the little kids? High schoolers. Yeah, you tap dance niggas, y'all gotta go too. I'm sick. Uh, I y'all. like the entertainment. Come on. I, I, I'm sick of y'all. I don't like the I'm rowdy kids and then they like pushing and shoving. And falling on people, and then they stink. And it's like you can't slap nobody, kid. You know what I mean? Because it's like that's abuse. Let me tell you something. The kid in high school ain't abuse. He about 15, 16. And some communities they consider grown adults. <laughs> and since we're talking about the kids, all y'all niggas don't play for the same basketball team. Y'all not raising money for your basketball team. Oh, let them little niggas me. live. They need some money too. They're trying to get honest money. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not here because I'm in trouble. But I'm just, nigga, if you don't get out of here with them Costco watches <laughs> that you're trying to sell two for a dollar. No, you're terrible. Yeah. Y'all niggas want to sell something? Go get that McDonald's chocolate that niggas used to sell for a dollar. Sell that. Find that. I Nobody buy a case right that. now. Nobody wants that. I buy a case right Nobody's now. Nobody's buying that. Nobody's buying that. Let these little kids live. You know, they could be out in the streets, knocking people over, snatching purses. Let them get a dollar for their little watches that they bought Make, from DJs. What happened to lemonade stands? Niggas don't want to sell lemonade no more. Nah, Niggas would you trust that? Like, would you walk up, like, if you walking in the hood, like, would you walk up on the lemonade stand and be like, I'll take a cup? From the hood? Yes, because nine times out of ten, that lemonade gonna be on point. Yeah, see, now, nah, I, I, I can't. I don't trust that. I need it to be sealed, untampered. Listen, I'd rather buy a lemonade from... Mercedes in the hood than from Becky in the shopping plaza who lemonade may taste like you just <laughs> put the lemonade with the powder in the water. Uh, no. <laughs> you, you're not going to upcharge me because <laughs> you're trying to get through technology camp or something. Now, <laughs> Shaquita, bring that over here. Let me get some of that. <laughs> I saw somebody tweet like when you see young African-American kids on the corner selling water, just buy it because they could be doing some other crazy stuff. And that kind of hit me like, 
That's very true, actually. <laughs> That's very true. These little kids could be out here doing all kind of scamming and drug selling and pill pushing and buy a little bottle of water. Even if you don't drink it, like they'd be selling like Nestle water, Wellesley, like the that worst brand, water like, ever. <laughs> but just buy it anyway, like. Support. Whatever happened to Deer Park? What happened to Deer Park? I don't know. It used to be Poland Spring and, and Deer, Deer Park, Park. And now, now I've seen like, like Nirvana water. I've seen Nestle water. It's all packaging. Arcadia or whatever it is. Essentia. Essentia. I'm drinking Essentia water now. I don't Bougie. know if I like Look it. At you. Bougie. I don't know if Bougie. I like it. I like smart water, but they don't really sell smart water around my neighborhood. They sell Essentia, Poland Spring, and Arizona. I'm like, who's drinking Arizona water, first of all? But smart water is my water of choice. What what you got to get off your chest, man? I don't want to take up all. I really have no issues. You a lie. I don't. You know, like you niggas that got no issues. Now let me stop. You know, Luda Duval used to tweet like, "What we fake mad about today?" <laughs> it's like, because then tomorrow's gonna be something else. It's like, oh, you forgot about yesterday's issues that you were mad about, so you just, you know what I mean? It's like every day is something new. You got Trump putting these little kids in cages. You got the hype around this. Everything is love. That that really did upset me. That that did. I don't understand why you're not happy about happiness. Black love. I, I, I and that's the thing. It's like, I'm all for black love. I'm all for this power couple. Like, they're doing it. They really are. But that that album wasn't it. That wasn't the wave at all. At all. And it was, I was I'm probably more disappointed than anything. Because it's like, you got Jay-Z coming off of 444. You got Beyonce coming off this iconic performance at Coachella. And then we get this. So you're not going to the concert? Nah. Nah. I'm not. I'm not. I honestly think they dropped this to create some buzz around that tour. Because I've been reading that the tour hasn't really been selling like how Jay-Z and Beyonce should be selling. Well, when when the ticket prices are uh, as much as rent, sure. Well, you know, <laughs> you're like, selling out. Huh? Well, speaking of people not being in attendance for stuff, what happened to Summer Jam? Like, that used to be a thing. Summer Jam used to be the thing to do. It used to be the thing to do. I don't know what happened with Summer Jam. I feel like maybe they had a couple of years of like just mediocre artists. And then people just kind of was like, uh, you know, it is what it is. But I don't know. Summer Jam did, like, lose its fizz. While I'm, while I'm this off your chest thing, nothing kills me more than going to a concert and a crowd is just there. That's if, Summer if, Jam crowd. That That's what I'm saying. That's, that's exactly been the Summer Jam crowd. They just be, like, standing there. That's New York niggas for you, though. Nah, man. Yeah. I've been I, I've been to a couple summer jams and the crowd's been kind of lit. I remember the first time 
um, the first time I saw Waka Flocka perform was at Summer Jam, and I used to be like, this nigga, I, I don't got no time for him at all. Watch that nigga at Summer Jam, and he had the place jumping. And that was the first time I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I listen to his music, but a live show, he definitely know how to get the people going. Yeah, I've heard that about Waka. I just feel like... The, it, it, I feel like niggas is too cool for concerts now. Like, you go to concerts, and if you're the type that's either sitting down or you're not singing to the song. Me, I go to a concert, and somebody I like, nigga, you better believe. Yeah, you up, rapping the lyrics with them or singing the lyrics with them, whatever it is. That's me, too. Like, what you here for? You get to stay at home and watch the live stream. Like, <laughs> beat it. Yeah. Get out of here, man. If you, if you ain't here to be energetic, exactly. That's stupid. Like, you, that defeats the purpose of be, of going to a concert. Um, I was, uh, when I saw Wayne was performing, first off, Wayne is free from his contract. Kudos to him. Yeah. Who cares about that nigga? Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> Whoa. Tell us how you really feel. When, uh, when he performed, I, I'm not a big fan of this singing Wayne that we get nowadays. When he like, he had the potential to make that set memorable. That could have been talked about as one of the better parts of Summer Jam. And Wayne came out and dropped the ball. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I almost feel like, well, then, nigga, why did you get freed from your contract if you're just gonna come out here and do this nonsense? Give us this. Were you there? A, Were you actually there? I was there from my couch on live stream. Oh, okay. A lot of people saying six nine should have been there as one of the bigger um, acts from the city right now. Um, where I agree with that he should have been there, I understand the met life side as no, this nigga brings problems. Mm-hmm. That we ain't. We, Heck no. Mm-hmm. We charge two fifty if y'all go overtime. Imagine what we have to do for security for a nigga that is egging you to fight during right. this set. Right. So I, I, I get MetLife's answer, nah, I'm all the way good. But I also understand why people are saying he should have been in the building at least. Whatever. I don't know if I like that kid. Yo. These young niggas is gonna get shot, man. They don't. They don't. They don't know. Yeah, he played so no much for me. It's like, grow up. You got a daughter. You got family. The part that's sad is, yeah, you do have a daughter, and you're playing around with stuff that you really don't yeah, understand. Yeah, like niggas take that stuff, that gang banging stuff. There are some little niggas out here looking to earn some stripes, and you playing with it. And they live, they eat, breathe that gang stuff. And you walking around playing, false flagging and all that. Okay. All right. I think uh, that's a result of not a lot of young niggas being punched in the face nowadays. People so timid to get hit that it's become the social media area. People so... People so afraid to be world starred, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you got into a fight back then, you got into a fight, you lost. Your parents still made you go to school. Right. Black out, exactly. Not, you're still going to school. Nowadays, it can go viral. 
a million views because you just got punched in the face and yep. people don't want to come out the house because of that. Yep. It's 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 that social media thing, man. I think we 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 live too much on trying to be the first reporters with our device. That's very true. That's very true. Like people mm-hmm. recording that kid in the car. X. Call nine one one, fam. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Don't record. Come on. And then blog sites are like posting that. It's like, come on, like be respectful. You know what I mean? Like that's somebody's yeah, son, I... cousin, brother, like whatever. Like he has a family. He has friend, like close friends. People who work. People who work for him. Like. You gotta be more respectful. Like I get into an accident tomorrow. If somebody record me because I'm like trying to crawl someplace, nigga, call nine one one. Yeah. Take my phone and call the first contact you see. Whatever. Like, don't record. First me instinct is to take it to social media instead of being helpful. On this on this same vein. You niggas that get punched in the face and run to record yourself. Oh, I just got punched in the why? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand. That's corny. <laughs> Yo, these niggas, my nose is busted, but I'm good, though. Why? <laughs> New niggas. Do we care that do we care that much to broadcast? Our daily life. Everything is for social media. Everything. Everything. I don't know where we went wrong. I had this conversation with an a, a old co-worker of mine. He was asking me about raising my son and things like that in this day and age. And I told him I'm more not, I'm not worried about what I instill in my son because I, I, I come from values and integrity and things like that. I'm not worried about what I instill in him. I'm worried about his access to stupidity online. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I can tell my son something. Because that can change everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because if he looks at that and like, oh, this is normal, but this ain't really what my dad's been preaching to me. He's like, oh, let me see what this is about. Everybody else is involved in this, and everybody else is. Let me get a little taste of what, what's going on out here. Caden, when you listen to this when you're 18 years old, know this. I will beat the brakes <laughs> off of you and your friends if I tell you something and you go with their word over mine. Just letting you it's know that. Very, it's very scary. It's very scary. And I think when when you have uh kids in this this space i want to call it i don't know i don't know if it's the oh do we be friends approach do we do this approach or do we par- no parent man parent they got they got enough friends they don't need another friend parent right look at look at Look at Papa Reed speaking. <laughs> Listen to that. Speaking of parenting, I was watching Red Table Talk. 
That's Jada Smith's. I was getting ready to say what uh Jada backstory. Smith. Please. Okay. Isn't Will Smith your you. guy? That's my guy. So how can you not know about his wife's new show? It's like one of these because Facebook shows. Will Smith is my guy. Yeah, but I, you gotta I don't necessarily care about the rest of the Smiths. I'm <laughs> all in with that my guy is Will. I don't I don't care about Trey and Willow and Jaden and Jada. So you don't care about Jada? I care about her, but I'm not as invested. Okay. I love her to death. So she has a show on Facebook called Red Table Talk. Herself, her mom, and her daughter, three generations, sitting at a red table in their home, I presume, discussing different life topics. This week she had, yes, it's a weekly show. She's had um, Gabrielle Union on because they had like a little rift back in the day. So she had her on and they kind of like cleared the air. Um, And this week she had Cookie Johnson and EJ. Hmm. Yeah. So I wasn't going to bring this up. because Who wore it better, Cookie or EJ? EJ was fierce. (laughs) <laughs> Cookie looked like somebody's mom and EJ EJ but his face was beat he had on like this Balenciaga blouse and a skirt and some shoe boots and he was fierce so my question to you is don't even ask me next next topic okay. skipping right over it next topic <laughs> That was it. Yeah. That was it. That was it. Because we were talking about parenting and, you know, the wows that we face, that our kids could face growing up in this crazy society and the access to social media. And social media is crazy now. I'm afraid to think about what it will be in 10 years when Ethan is 16. Uh, there's a thing on these devices called restrictions where you can disable websites, you can put locks on apps, give certain screen time to different apps and it will lock after a certain time frame. Um, Stuff that I didn't have to pay attention to before that I now am looking into more. Mm -hmm. And I think restrictions are going to be what help kind of along with those parameters that you set. Um, No, you you can look at YouTube kids or whatever have you, but you're not going on YouTube. Busy beavers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, but would we be naive to think that they wouldn't get access to it, like maybe through their friends or like in the school? Because like the school don't restrict as many websites as, you know, we probably like them to. No, it's not being naive. And again, that's part of uh, part of the positioning as a parent is, okay, I know what's out here. I know what I'm instilling in you, but I also know what's out here. I know that your friends may not have the same background that you do. I know that your surroundings don't come from the same place you do. Um, my parents used to tell me all the time, 
I don't care what's happening in the school. If somebody's acting a complete fool, that don't mean you got to act a complete fool because mm-hmm. they're not going home with your parents. You are. Yep. Um, I think there has to be more accountability for parents to actually parent versus, oh, well, no, I did my part. Their friends had influence. Okay, but can you really say you did your part then if their friends or surroundings were able to have that much more of an impact. Okay, so is peer pressure uh, a character issue or is that um, like lack of parental guidance and training? Uh, Because if naturally, if a kid is um, maybe like a little bit shy or timid or not as abrasive, then he's probably more prone to be pressured by his peers opposed to a kid that's um, naturally like a leader and, and more vocal. You know, you know what I'm saying? That, like, does that necessarily play into um, a parent's teaching or is that like nature versus nurture? Um, I'll, I'll speak from my standpoint and I'm a Taurus. I'm hard-headed. I'm stubborn. I'm all that great stuff. Um, Quick story, because I'm going someplace. I think it's more character than it is parental anything. Um, My parents always taught us to be friendly to everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a story of me and Charles when we were younger. Um, My brother, for those that don't know, uh, when we were younger, we both went to this uh, shooting for Muppet Babies to do this. They were doing some video casting. They wanted me in the video. But because they were like, okay, Corey, come over here with your group and do this. And I was off doing my own thing. My brother, they were like, oh, well, he's not really listening to what's going on. My brother, he was in the video. Mm-hmm. All, the whole time, whole way through, he was in the video because he listened. But that's not because my parents taught me not to listen. I was just doing my own thing. Mm -hmm. And when I grew up, that was, they always used to say, oh, well, Corey's the problem. He's going to ask, well, why not when when I say no? Mm -hmm. Had nothing to do with how they raised me. Right. It was just, I guess, them giving me space to be my own individual. But still keeping me in line to be like, okay, you can ask all the questions you want, but at the end of the day, you got to understand. still going to do what we tell you to do. Yeah. So I can't say it's parental teaching. It may be character issues because there may be times where I can say, oh, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I don't care what y'all say. I'm not. You can't get me in a group, in a room of people and they'd be like, Oh, we're gonna play Russian roulette. Nah, y'all good. I watch. Right. Right. So I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's parenting that uh gets engulfed or lost. I think it's hard for young kids for me to say it's character for young kids. 
because when you're in a social atmosphere with kids, kids will be shady in their house all day, all night. They get around other kids, mm-hmm. and all they know is kids. They mm-hmm. see people that are their size, right? And they just want to partake. They want to be in it. Right. Um. Yeah, because that that's that's gonna go someplace else, but I don't know. I think character over time mixed with um, no character. Because if you if you don't know how to say no to somebody, you're never going to say no to that person, right? Or people or influences, right? So you can parent till you turn blue in the face, but if your character doesn't really put you in a position to uh, avoid peer pressure then you might naturally just succumb to it. I think um, yes and no. I think um, I can parents I'm blue in the face, but at the end of the day, I can only do, like, it's like driving. I can only teach you how to drive for so long until you actually get behind the wheel and start doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. So I can give you all the tools necessary. I can equip you with everything you need to be successful. But if you still feel like, okay, well, no, I want to do something else. That's more. That's a tricky conversation, but that's more (laughs) on the person. Let's just say me and you are brought up in the same household. Same parenting style, same parents, you know, we brought up in the same household. Both had the same teaching. You grow up, have a respectful job and career, marriage and kids and all that other stuff. Same household. I have three baby mamas before I'm married. I don't necessarily have a steady job. I'm doing everything. But we came in the same, we came out of the same household. That literally get, happened to me. But this is what I'm saying. You you didn't you didn't get anything different than I got. I didn't get anything different than you got. We grew up in the same house. Yeah. Individuals just sometimes you got people that want to learn from their own experience. Mm-hmm. And you got people that are okay with rules being set up and saying, right. okay, well you said not to do that. I'm never I'm trying that. that. Right. Yeah. That was a good uh, left field topic that I wasn't really expecting to delve into. This happens, you know, playing stuff, man. Like no just... pre-production meetings. When it, when you just get into a flow and a groove and the conversations happen, I'm, I'm all for it. I'd much rather that than for us to try to be like, oh, well, where are we? A block. What we got next? Did we, did we get everything? Commercial break. Yeah, that was oh. good. I liked it. I liked it. liked it a lot. Liked it a lot. But do you got anything before we get out of here um, that you would like to address? Get off your chest. When are we doing this again? Are we having guests? All that good stuff. I asked you a lot. 
I think we can get JB on here next week when LeBron gets out of that Cleveland situation. All right. I think we need to try to set that up. All right. Jeffrey, if you're listening. Holla at us, Jeffrey. We will be in touch to get you up here. Yeah, I'm we sure need to, we need to do that. Your yeah. bags will be going wherever he's going. <laughs> but I'm not going to throw that shot now. I'm going to wait till you get here. And I'm going to keep the same energy when you get on here. Keep that same energy. So, yeah, I think we should do that. Um, I actually hit him up now and see when he's free because I would like to do that as soon as we know what LeBron's doing. Yeah, definitely. We got an outro. You want to play that? Everything is love nonsense. Oh, I got something for you. I got something for the Negress. I mean, Negress. I, I could throw back on the same thing that we came into. But you know what? I want. I'll let you play it. See a few things, exchange some names. I'm a top shot, the kids stay in your lane. The top shot, the kids, same old same. Pour out a little liquor, champagne for pain. Slap boxing in the street. Crack the hydrant in the heat. Top cars on the creek. Doing their roundups, we just watch for the sweet. Yeah. It's hotter than July. It's the summer when niggas die. It's the summer when niggas ride. Together we'll be strong, but forever we divide. So y'all are blowing my high. Type of shit that's killing my vibe. White kids are brought it alive. Black kids get hit with like five. Get scared, you panic, you going down. The disadvantages of the brown. How in the hell the parents gonna bury their own kids, not the other way around? Reminds me of Emmett Till. Oh, well, thanks, Nas. Appreciate appreciate your 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 commentary. Get him, yay! This fake news, people, is all lying. Money is being made, one of my cries. Won't be satisfied till we all die. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. I'll let you continue enjoying. Folks, it's been real. Next week, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Be back. We're going to talk about LeBron. We're going to talk a lot about LeBron. Yeah. Talk about the drive, who lands where, what that do for the team. We're going to talk about Leangelo when he don't get drafted. I will come with jokes on the ball family. (laughs) I'm here. I'm here for jokes. I don't care what it is. I'm here for jokes. I'm here Um, for jokes, too. I love a good laugh. So I love a good laugh. Until next time. We out. Later.